Hello and welcome to the Creative Questers podcast. My name is Stefka. And I'm Christina. And today we're talking about finishing things because completing a task or a goal or whatever else you want to complete can be quite rewarding and fun, but also stressful. It's so hard. It is. It is. Yeah. And I feel like there are a lot of different strategies and stuff uh, you can employ to get through your tasks, but it's kind of hard to to get to the point where you're like, oh, so this is what I want to do. And this is what I need to do to figure things out. So without getting distracted by a million Chinese or even Mm. distracted by taxes or something really annoying. I'm really bad about that. (laughs) Oh God, do you know about like this procrastination level where you're like willing to clean your whole flat, to deep clean your whole flat if you just don't have to start writing that thing? Yeah. I want to avoid this thing that I say is my top priority that I I supposedly love, but I'm going to go and do anything but. Mm -hmm. Oh, I relate. I relate so much. So Christina, how do you usually go about finishing things if you have to and can resist the shinies? Uh, I don't. I don't finish things. You don't just stare (laughs) at it like, nah, this is not gonna happen. Uh, well, you know, I've been working on this memoir for a very, very long time, and I have a lot of tools that I keep trying. (laughs) Uh, Maybe I'm really underqualified to be talking about this. (laughs) Oh, but you're making progress. I am making progress. Yes, last year I made lots of progress, might and will come. No, I don't mean. (laughs) the end will come the end is nigh (laughs) i would just like to say how impressed i am with your progress this year ah this is something that i think we both have struggled a lot of writers have struggled with finishing things because having an idea Mm. at the beginning that's the really fun part when you think oh you have this vision of how things are going to go and you start working on it and at some point it's not so much fun anymore and it's a lot easier to go work on something else. Yes. But you have really had a turnaround this year. A little bit. I realized I love deadlines. So I've been doing a lot of stories for competitions. Not even because I'm super interested in like the world of literary journals and being published in those. Like that would be fun. Don't get me wrong. But I'm mostly interested in finishing things and getting to the point where I can just start creating a body of works because in the past people were like so you write is there anything I can read that you've written and I'd be like well there's like a million beginnings of stories and then some random middles and probably an end or two here or there as well but not really any proper story that I could show people at the beginning of the year I had this actually on my uh, new year's resolutions list to finish things and to write things for competitions in my head it was like that might work and it worked great like I think I finished five stories in January in February not so much oh maybe only three finished Yeah, like two or three. I was just like coming so strong into the year. That's still really good. It is. Celebrate that girl. In my head, it's also nice. I can take that box and be done with it. Because when are you ever finished? And with having to hand it in for a certain deadline and a certain competition, easy. There's deadline. You have to finish it now. If there's mistakes in it, there's mistakes in it. It's fine. It's the way it is. Also, Christina, on that note, thank you so much for being an amazing editor, reader, better reader. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm so impressed and slightly jealous. <laughs> just wait. It might just be, I wrote five stories in January and the rest of the year, then there was basically nothing. So, <laughs> so 
part of what I'm hearing that's been working so well for you is, mm. is this momentum. It sounds like you've set this goal mm -hmm. and you've met it and it gives you like this rush and inspires you to do more. Yes. The rush of finishing. Mm -hmm. It's like drugs. Just like finishing a story <laughs> and being excited. It's, it's literary drugs. Kids, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs. Just say no. Just say no, except for like finishing things. The rush, the excitement of being like, I finished a thing. Look at me. I'm a real writer. Oh my God. It's been the best feeling. Also, a thing that I realized with this, and I can recommend that to you as well, Christina, because I know you actually did finish some things, especially like smaller essays and smaller pieces. And I feel like these kind of fall off the end of the table and they're kind of just like, eh, yeah, that's nothing. That's everything I do. And also, Christina, you've been finishing things for the whole last year because I know you've written 100 word stories for almost every month. We've had the 100 word project going on. Yes. Yes. Thank you. We do have a list. Yes. As we like to do, we do have a list of 10 things to help us and to help you, our listener, finish things. Yes. And one of these ones you keep talking about is deadlines. Mm -hmm. That has been so rewarding, that 100 mm. word project. Setting small deadlines, small yeah. goals. It feels so good to finish a small thing and be able to say, look. Absolutely. I have 12 months of 100 word stories that I've finished yeah. and yeah. it has to be done within one month. And that's easy. When you set a small goal like that, a small deadline for a small restricted mm -hmm. amount of words. Yes. So we have a friend who also did a project, the kind of project where he tried to write, I don't even remember how many stories it was, but this and that many stories throughout the year. And I actually think there's a lot of people doing that. There's a whole hashtag on Twitter which is like 52, 53 in 2023. So a story a week for the whole year, which sounds daunting. Terrifying. I can see it in your face, Christina. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to have perfect 2000 word short stories. It's supposed to be like really short flash fiction stories. Anything really, just a short thing as an exercise. And you might even want to, to do that with a timer and do like uh, 30 minutes of that story for that week, just to stay in the flow and to make it a habit rather than a chore, which I think is very helpful with writing and with getting into it. We keep meandering around these 10 tips that we have on our list. Yes, I think we should just jump in. Yeah, let's just jump in. 10 tips on how to finish things that work more or less for us, I think. They sound good, at least. <laughs> they sound good. Yeah, fair enough. I think it's fair to say really quickly that mm -hmm. different things work for different people. Absolutely. And so you pick and choose pieces of this. And for me, I'm also a person where I need to switch things up. Something might be working for me for a little while, and then I have to switch to a different one. So use any of these 10 tips, whatever resonates with you to help you get to your goals and finish your writing. Absolutely. So the very first thing on our list is already something that I feel like is very different for you and me, Christina. My first tip is make a plan. Don't just set a goal and where you want to be at the end. Have a structure even to be like, okay, so I want to finish this novel within the next year or two. So how am I going to get there? When am I going to write as part of it? Sure. But mostly it's like, am I going to just write uh, the first draft first and then go for the second draft and third draft? Am I going to 
just do like a list of bullet points for each chapter. Like how am I personally planning to get to my goal? For me, how I usually go about it with a short story is I have an idea. I'm just going to start writing down this idea and just try to get to a point where it's like 80% finished and then I'll drop it for a day or two. Pick it back up, try to finish it. And then usually I give it to the lovely Christina who will then make it shine and make it uh, be a wonderful little finished piece. And then I can hand it in. And that's kind of my, my plan with that. And that has worked for me. It might be as simple as that. Or you might also want to steal common story structures, like the hero's journey or the three act structure, or even the save the cat method, like whatever works for you. And depending on which kind of story you're trying to write, like a short story, a novel, an essay, anything in between. Okay. Sounds like you're talking specifically about making a plan for the individual story itself, the structure yes. of the story, but that also on the broader scope of things, having a plan of what is important to you and yes. uh, how you're going to finish it involves timing. Yeah. And you and I intended something early this year from the Urban Writing Retreat. Oh, yes. Charlie is wonderful. Yeah. Go check out urbanwritersretreat.co.uk. When you started talking about this, that triggered that memory of how she has this planner where you can break down your writing goals mm -hmm. and putting it into bite-sized pieces. Yes. So that you can get to, get to finish. I think that helps a lot. I'm a very structured person. I'm very in love with having structures. And people have told me, also for writing structures, for story structures, that it restricts them too much. They feel like their creativity gets killed off by by being um, in that in that scheme to have to write three acts or have to write the hero's journey as it usually goes. And to me, that is actually very helpful because there's shinies all over the place. And if I follow them down the rabbit holes, we're never going to get anywhere. <laughs> We've already mentioned deadlines, how important they are. Setting small ones. When you're writing a big novel or a memoir or a full-length book, it can be hard to stay focused. And it can be hard to really feel much success. So a long deadline of, oh, I want to have this done in this year yeah, might not be so effective. So setting smaller goals of, I would like to have X number of chapters done is one method of having a deadline that works for you. Also, I think it's important to tell others about them. You might hate yourself for it when they ask you. <laughs> Christina, how's that memoir coming along? <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Guilt is a real motivator at times, <laughs> sometimes a demotivator as well. Uh, but having an accountability buddy also is something that we've found to be very helpful. Mm -hmm. Yes. You've already mentioned outside deadlines with contests mm -hmm. and prompts. And I think that leads into number three. That does lead into number three. So with all of this, restricting yourself can help. Write something for a competition, join a, a group like the 100 Word Project, and just write within the frame of that prompt. And it can also be a competition prompt. So if it's like a sentence or a word and you're like, okay, so the prompt for this is black magic. That's something I'm working on right now, actually, mm. which I love a lot. Can I just say that? And that goes into it. If the prompt excites you, that is great. Like choose the ones that are like, oh yes, I love that. That sounds great. And we even had an event recently for the prompted writing challenge where we had a prompt that was, I am the daughter of a king who doesn't know my name or who doesn't remember my name. Right. 
And that was so inspiring to so many people. So in general, it can be really cool to just have that kind of restriction. Also, maybe with the genre or the format. I usually don't write memoir pieces, but Christina has made me get into that a little more. And it's so much fun. And it can be fun to just switch it up, which can also then help you get over the procrastination with your main piece or like the thing you, you're most interested in finishing to just switch it up, have something different going on, just change it. That helps, I find. So that brings us to number four, which is prioritizing. And it's a little bit contradictory here because on the one hand, you're told by some authors like Stephen King has been quoted of saying he just wants to work on just one thing. Mm -hmm. Stephen King said, once I start work on a project, I don't stop and I don't slow down unless I absolutely have to. If I don't write every day, the characters begin to stale off in my mind. They begin to seem like characters instead of real people. The tale's narrative cutting edge starts to rust, and I begin to lose my hold on the story's plot and pace. Worst of all, the excitement of spinning something new begins to fade. The work starts to feel like work, and for most writers, that is the smooch of death. Mm -hmm. Writing is at its best always, always, always when it is inspired play for the writer. Absolutely. I think what he was saying with that is how important it is to keep that momentum and so maybe maybe this doesn't actually fit into prioritization <laughs> all um, good side quests are important <laughs> but i think for some people you have to stick with just one thing yeah there's only so much room in your brain i read this article about how if you think about your brain as being in shelves the top shelf should really ideally just have one thing you're focusing on at a time maybe three things max and if you try to put everything all of your story ideas in one place and are trying to work on every one of them, mm -hmm. nothing will get finished. So by limiting the number of things you're working on, that gives you more of a chance of being able to finish. But sometimes you might get stuck on something and your main story just isn't proceeding. It can be helpful to have multiple things to focus on, but you need to remember if you just keep those top three in your mind. Yeah, that helps. Then you don't have 80 other ones that are just half finished in different places. Something else I do is... So I have like sticky notes everywhere and mm. I will write down my top three things to complete today. And one of them will be a writing thing and the other two will be some other things. And I try not to get distracted by anything outside of those top three, mm -hmm. unless I really, oh, yes. really have to. And I keep that top three list on my monitor so that I can see it while I'm here at my desk. One more thing with the prioritization to keep with those goals is I use a timer. I have this visual timer so you can visually see I've given myself 45 minutes to work on this thing I prioritized. And that helps me put distractions aside. Yeah. Doing the dishes can wait. <laughs> yeah. I only have 40 minutes left or whatever. And I yeah. just look at that and have a trigger to remember this is what I'm working on right now. Absolutely. And I totally agree that you just need to prioritize some things. But at the same time, for tip number five, you need to allow time for play. Just write for fun sometimes. Just follow those little shinies down their paths wherever they want to go. If you feel super stuck, drop the thing you're prioritizing. But don't do that all the time. If you're like, I'm stuck. I've been trying for a whole week. This sucks. Life is horrible. That's a sure sign that you need to change it up a little. So in those cases, I say write for fun. Find something else to do. Like find one of those random prompt generators. Just have like something fun and write something quick and just allow yourself a break from your main thing and have fun with the shinies. But do remember to come back to the main project. Depending on which, what kind of person you are, you might want to be careful with allowing yourself too much time with other little things. Yeah. <laughs> 
So when I saw allow for play was one of your ideas for finishing things, I was seeing this as other items outside of writing of like, oh, yeah, sure. Going to a museum, mm-hmm. having some other distraction, going out for a walk. Absolutely. Yeah. Taking a break. Mm-hmm. It might also help to just go for a coffee with a friend, discuss all other random things, like call up Christina and tell her how bad your writing project is going. Just write messages in WhatsApp that are like far too long, complaining about how your characters won't do what you want them to do. Have your Christina calm you down. That That is <laughs> one of the things I can totally recommend. And hopefully if you have a Christina or someone in in your life, they will help you celebrate your successes. Yes. This is number six, Mm -hmm. because that is so important to recognize. When someone asks me how my memoir has been going, my automatic response, my inner critic wants to say, oh, you haven't been doing anything. It's going terribly. But that is not true. Yes. I know that I have been working on pieces of this and I have been working on other things related to my memoir with smaller pieces of essays and these short stories and everything. So I keep what I call, I have a to-do list. And I also have a ta-da list. I love that. Ta-da is, ta-da, <laughs> this is what I accomplished. And that is something else that Charlie with Urban Writers Retreat, we're not getting sponsored by her or anything. I just yeah, really like no. her. But she really helped me realize that by celebrating the small things and not beating myself up, that that was so much more rewarding to keep myself invigorated, to keep doing more. It keeps the fun alive and and keeps your spirits up. Imagine if you had a friend, you have two friends. One of them is always like, oh, I can't believe you're not done with your memoir yet. Like, How long have you been working on this? And then there's another one that's like, but look at what you got done. You did this other yes. thing and you and I just read this chapter of yours and it's wonderful. Which one of those friends are you going to want to spend time with? And which one of the ones are you just going to push away? Mm. And it's the same with those voices in your head. If yes. you befriend the one that is encouraging you, you're going to be a lot more happy about your writing and you're going to want to keep doing it. And you're going to make a lot more progress than if you're down on yourself all the time. Absolutely. 100% agree. Moving on to tip number seven, which is something we already touched on. It's an important tip and a worthwhile idea. So we're just going to go through this again. Get some kind of accountability system. So Tell someone you're working on that project and ask them to maybe even check in, even if it hurts, even if your short story is not coming along, even if you've written basically nothing for a whole month with a friend. You can always also share like stuff that is not going well. It can even be like a comfort friend in a way. And I think that is important as well. If you have uh, an accountability system or a person or even group, you might also want to write together, which helps, or ask them for feedback or any other thing that has to do with the writing. Because if you just interact with or let other people interact with your piece, you might often realize that you're just standing in your own way and making it out to be more complex or more troublesome than it actually is. And that isn't to say that writing isn't hard because writing is hard, but sometimes it helps to get an outside perspective. Yes. Yes. I go through phases where I think that my writing is crap. Same. And then if I share it with someone though, I I don't feel like I want to share it with someone at that point, but sometimes with having an accountability partner, Mm. with having a community where we do share work together. Yeah. If I get some feedback, a few people telling me, oh, wow, that's amazing what you did here. I love how you did this. You know, some of that encouragement like that really helps me break through those downtimes. Yeah. 
And I feel like that gives you the same kind of energy boost that handing in finishing a story does. If someone's like, oh, this is great. Then that just makes you more excited about your piece again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are some groups like writing with friends is a group where we write together. And at the end, we share whatever we've written during that 45 minutes. And it might be really rough, but people give positive feedback. And that gives you the, that gives you the inspiration to keep going. Yes. So this brings us to number eight which is, it's okay. It's good to write a shitty first draft. It's okay if it's not perfect. We have yes. a whole episode on fighting perfectionism. This is something mm -hmm. I struggle with a lot, but I definitely have found those moments where I do just keep forging through. I don't necessarily know. I don't have the perfect word. If I don't know the perfect word for something, I can just write, put a word here that's kind of like this. Or if yeah. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, I can just put something in brackets or you can give yourself like some, like I do star, 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 which is probably yeah. not good because star is a wild card. <laughs> so do something different. <laughs> Maybe you could do like the curly brackets because that's something that's not usually yeah. used. Put in curly brackets. I'm going to write more about X here yeah. and just keep on going. Yeah. And that helps you get to the ending line, the finish line mm -hmm. so much faster than if you get oh, yes. stuck yeah. down the details, editing everything. Perfectionism can kill your joy in writing. It does. <laughs> but that's why you don't have to be a perfectionist. Just write your shitty first draft. Just write it. Just go for it. Ah, <laughs> looking at our little list of tips, tip number nine is something we've kind of already mentioned, but again, it's worth mentioning again. Do give yourself a break occasionally. Allow for some down days. So if you're in the writing flow, you're as, as in with everything else in life, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have days where you're like, oh, I don't want to do anything and I'm not inspired. And yeah, just, just take those days, make them self-care days and just do something else or do something you enjoy or just sleep for the whole day, really. This might be a bad tip because uh, not everyone can just randomly sleep for the whole day. But I feel like this is also something that in general, we as a society should allow more space for to take care of ourselves and just take that day if we're not feeling great because we're not machines we're humans and that is especially true for writers very human yes maybe attached to that is this feeling i definitely have that we are not worthy as a human mm. being if we're not always producing something oh yes oh yes but if you're always pushing yourself, which is not true, correct. It is not true. We have worth just for being who we are. Absolutely. And even if we're at a point where we're struggling and we don't like what we write, we don't, we're not feeling as productive as we want to be by sharing that with someone else, they can sympathize and realize that yes. those feelings are valid when they feel them themselves. Absolutely. And you have to allow yourself to have some breaks and refill your cup Yeah. So that you can come back to the page. Absolutely. And that takes us to our last tip, number 10, which we've skirted around a little bit. <laughs> Finding like-minded people in a community mm -hmm. can be so helpful for normalizing these these feelings you have in your head <laughs> yeah. about yeah. being worthless or about uh. how to, you know, maybe you, maybe you have problems with a character and you can't figure out where to go with them. If you join a community of writers... And have a place where you can share that information and get ideas off of each other and get yes. inspiration and sympathy from each other. Yeah. 
It's so helpful. Plus, if you join a group like Shut Up and Write or Memoir Mentors or Creative Questers, there's tons of groups out there. If you look at, yeah. at Meetup, you can find tons of groups in your area or online. Mm -hmm. And that is so very helpful to have yes. a space where you can work together share your successes and your mm -hmm. challenges. Yeah. And then when you do finish something, you have people to tell about it that yes. will be so excited for you. Yeah. And kind of this level of networking might also open doors for you. And it might just lead you to, to have an idea or someone might just randomly say something or have a connection or something that pushes you to, to do something you would have never dreamed of doing. So that alone is worth it. But of course, also having friends and people there and meeting people like Christina, who I met uh, through one of these groups. So yes, this, this is where it can go and it can be so rewarding and so wonderful and also teach you that you're absolutely worth it. You're worthy as a human, just being there, just breathing air, which hopefully you all do. You should be <laughs> breathing air. So yeah, I really think that joining a community is like I feel like the most important tip almost on this list because it's so worthwhile and so helpful and actually mm -hmm. important enough to us that we will dedicate a whole episode to this further down the line so yes yeah definitely <laughs> all right so that was our list and just to do a quick recap of all the tips uh the first one was make a plan so structure your story and also structure your writing process to um make yourself finish stuff more Number two is setting deadlines. Number three is restrict yourself with prompts, word counts, genres, whatever you want to restrict yourself with. Number four is prioritizing, remembering that your top shelf of your brain can only have three things. Number five is allow for play. So write just for fun sometimes. Number six is to celebrate your successes. Keep it to that list. Number seven is get an accountability system and find someone you want to tell about the things you want to achieve. Number eight is to curb your perfectionism and just write that shitty first draft. Number nine is give yourself a break. Allow for down days, allow for bad moments, but don't let them become weeks. And number 10 is to join a writing community. Yay. So all those lovely tips. We hope you were able to take something away from that. And maybe some of those work better for you than others. And you'll figure it out. There might also be some, some testing involved in just figuring out which ones of these make sense mm -hmm. for you because people are different. Definitely. Thank you for sharing your inspiration, Shaka. I would like to, again, <laughs> I am so proud of you for what you've gotten done this year. Ah, thank you. And I feel inspired to follow in your footsteps. <laughs> yes, and I, I can't wait for the end of the year when we're going to be like, Christina has made major successes in crafting her memoir. And she's almost done. She is done. She is done. She will be done. Okay, she will. At the end of the year? Is that, are you, are you taking us, are you using us as accountability system? Because we will check in with you at the end of the year. Yes, yes. Okay. My book will be done. Listen here. This is where it's going to happen. I've been saying that for a few years. But this year. But but this year for real. <laughs> well, we'll do exactly that. And with that, we can thank everyone for tuning in and listening to us today. We hope you have a lovely rest of your day and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Creative Questers. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please consider sharing with others, liking mm -hmm. us on whatever platform that you listen to us on. And until then, happy questing. Happy questing. <laughs>